Let's go. Welcome to the Pop In, the adjacent podcast of Pop Stars, where we run through the biggest new releases of the week and everything you need to know about music. Back for another season. And Sam Murphy, hi. I feel nervous. <laughs> this is the first time in the three years we've done Flop Stars that we have done an episode facing each other. We are so close. It's so like, weird. Usually we're buffering through the computer, but. <laughs> Now I'm I can interrupt you straight I up. I think I'm starstruck. It's very. It's it's gonna be. So, do not mind us. It's not like we're not close friends who have spent countless hours together. Well, but not really. Now I'm now I'm questioning. It. Now that I feel quite uncomfortable. It's a relationship based exclusively on a podcast. I don't know how to sit. I don't know how to act. <laughs> So we'll get back to the normal um, season proceedings with a brand new episode of Flop Stars very, very soon. Next, like, uh, within days, it will yeah. arrive. Yeah, um, we've already given away what it is. Yeah, exactly. If you check the TikTok that we made after quite a yeah. few Aperol spritzes on a Friday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> if you haven't worked out, Sam's back in Australia for the first time in a very long time. Uh, so we are today on the pop-in. We're going to go through... I can't even I can't even anchor. Um, we'll go through... The brand new Ava Max album is out. The Sam Smith record is out and people are losing yeah. their minds over it and they need to calm down. Um, another teaser for the album we're going to do for our first episode of Flop Stars Very back. Good. Uh, and also the Grammys are about to happen. So on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Preview of what you can expect from that. Um, but first... Flop Stars. So we were going to do like five or six episodes of Flop Stars <laughs> over a night and a morning We've away. been sabotaged at every angle. We're in the middle of nowhere on the south coast of um, the state we're in, about three hours south of I mean, Sydney. it's not really the middle of nowhere. We're no. surrounded by about five or six houses well, within a 10 metre vicinity. And we have the internet and we have phone reception, but we don't have or didn't have for about eight hours yesterday power, power. to record a show with. So you're going to hear one episode that's recorded at this Airbnb and then all the rest are going to be back and to normal And the rest will again. be back to remote. Back, back to, to remote. normal. So if you're feeling that this is a bit awkward, this setup, it's not going to be long. Pretending we're locked we out bond, again. We did use it as bonding time yesterday, though. We went to the pub, got stuck at the pub an hour away from our Airbnb. Shout out to uh, Lockie, who's one of our podcasters, who picked us up <laughs> at 10.30 at night. <laughs> Hot mess express. Oh, yeah. it was ridiculous. And we were holding, we didn't, we were worried that there wouldn't be any ice back at home to like make drinks cold. <laughs> so we asked for a bag of ice at the pub we were at, and they just gave us a double bag plastic bag of ice from the drinks container. Which we then had to carry around for 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes because we couldn't find a lift home. We were accused of being hard drug dealers at one point as well. <laughs> um, so that's just a bit anyway. of, co- I just wanted to give a bit of context just to. The difference between this podcast. That's a and large normal. conversation for us to have. It's a very big one as to what we need to improve. Yeah, personally. there's a number of areas that we can improve on for next yeah. time. Uh, but let's get stuck into it. What do we start? Well, start. well, Grammys on the weekend. Yeah. So it's there's a, a bit of mystery about what's going to happen. Obviously, the big nominees are Adele, Beyonce, Harry Styles, and there's one more that I'm forgetting, but they might. Oh, Taylor Swift and is Taylor. another one. Um, Taylor, Adele, Adele is going, but not confirmed as a performer. Beyonce and Taylor, they have no idea what they're going to do, whether they're going to show up. And Harry's just been announced as a performer. So I think that the vibe right now is that it's going to be a big night for Beyonce. Yeah. If she doesn't show, that's going to be quite an (laughs) awkward show to pad out. Is there any, there's no reason she wouldn't show though. 
right? Well, I mean, I think that, but then also she's been done dirty so many times. Yep. She's, the past two times she was nominated for Album of the Year, she was beaten and had to... Be- I mean, being beaten's part of the game, you know? Yeah. But when you're very hyped up to win both times and you keep losing, she's very rewarded when it comes to the Grammys, but mostly in the genre categories. Yeah. She usually doesn't take out the big categories, which seems quite kind of crazy when it's somebody is celebrated as Beyonce to keep missing out. But I don't think that's going to happen this year. And there's always these moments when she misses out. Like we were talking earlier about the Adele, convers- the Adele um, acceptance speech, which yeah. just basically became about Beyonce. My which is where we are again this year with Adele yeah. versus Beyonce once again. I mean, the big uproar is if Harry Styles comes through and which wins is very plausible. album of the year. It could happen. It's very plausible. Hopefully it's been one not. of the most celebrated albums I can of recent history. Um, so there's no reason. Yeah, that it but like for what reason though? You know, Harry kind of has to do the bare minimum to get the same kind of praise that anybody exactly. gets for doing the most with an so. iconic record. The good yeah. thing about the Beyonce situation is that you know there is more to come from this sort of new phase of Beyonce. She has time. Yeah. She has time. She definitely has time. My favourite part of it is that she's up for Best Dance Album, which is a very intentional submission. She's kept Renaissance from the pop categories yep. and she's put it into the dance categories. Who's she up against and in she's that? she's up against Odessa, <laughs> Rufus Soul, Diplo and Bonobo. Four white men in a genre that was pioneered by black artists. It's going to be it's very funny to watch her take it over them. Surely she'll take it. I mean, yeah, I can't see any other reason why that wouldn't happen. Um, but then again, crazier things have happened. It's the exactly. <laughs> you never know. Um, but Adele's confirmed she's going. Adele's going, yeah. She's going. I'm going. She said, whoever spread that rumour about me not going to the Grammys is a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, big two weeks for Miley Cyrus. Huge. We haven't had. I mean, Miley Cyrus was one of our final episodes last season with was Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. She was potentially our last mm, episode. I should probably yeah. know that. Um, but obviously, since then, she's gone from being completely underrated to being the most streamed artist in the world, apparently, with flowers breaking records left, right, and center. The perfect rollout and playing into the media narrative just. Absolutely perfect. They got it completely right. Yeah. I don't think there's a better example of a career revival in recent history, to be honest. But I think she's always been good at this. I think we talked about this in the Deb Pets episode. Every time you think that she is going into some phase of irrelevance, there is always a sort of shift forward and a sort yep. of like new evolution of her, which obviously happened really well around bangers. You know, that was the probably the biggest resurgence of yeah. them all. But even this one, it almost felt like she'd done all the weird shit. She'd done all the wistful Malibu stuff. It was like, where do you yeah. go from here? And then it turns out you just look inward and you get you go introspective and you start reflecting on you know, those really, really personal moments in a very, very public way and in a very obvious and, you know, not hidden in, not shrouded in mystery kind of way. Yeah. And you get the same result, that people come back to you. Yeah, I think you're right. There's a clarity to Flowers that was perhaps missing on the last few releases. And she's definitely sanded down the edges on Plastic Hearts, which I hope she doesn't do for the whole album. But I think it was necessary to launch a big single like this. And what a win. I just want to know, though, like, how does it keep going back to Liam? Like, didn't they break up, like, ten years ago? Oh, I don't think it was ten. It was, like, four. I feel like we've had, like, four breakup albums now. Yeah... 
And I, I don't think nice. I'd thought about their relationship in quite a while, but obviously it's tied to it with releasing it on his birthday 100%. and all that stuff. And it's I just, all intentional. I love it. Like she, she has tried to do these things privately in the past and the media has not allowed her to do that. So yeah. she's basically just turning it on its head and going, fuck it, I'll play into this narrative then. Yeah. Why not? Um, Which always works. You yeah. know, that's Taylor Swift's greatest game is playing into the narrative about her. And a good little feminist angle on taking that Bruno Mars song and, and yes. spinning it back around. Like just a couple of really... <laughs> so good. A good couple of really good talking points and easy talking points to work it all out. Yeah. And th- there was something she said, I think she was talking to Hoda from Good Morning America or Today Show or one of those. Um and she said, you know, everything feels for her right now. She, she, she loved the craziness and she loved the wildness of some of these eras, yeah. but it doesn't match where she's at personally yeah. now as well. And I really like that she's found a level that matches where she's at personally and that is a good personal level. She's living her best LA Fitzbo exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah, good and, on her. And still getting that catharsis out that she needs to as well. Do you think she has another big single in this era? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, she's back in the she's back in the public conversation in such a big way. I think it's not, it's not possible for it to sort of fall to the wayside from here. I think yeah. all eyes are on her, and there's a lot of intrigue as to what happens next. Totally. So, I don't think there's any worry. Also, she hasn't done a real long interview in a in a while. Like, I think she's going to have a lot to say in that Zane Lowe interview when it eventually yeah. inevitably comes. You know, it's, <laughs> it's now just become an inevitable and really strong and, and important part of the cycle now. The Zane interview and yeah, what was the one that came out the other day that I saw? Sam, um, Smith. Sam Smith, which yeah. is just excellent. Why don't we talk? Which about is a good lead in to this lead-in. record, Gloria. So Gloria's out. Um, I'm not here to make friends. Is the the single that almost I think surprised everyone that there was a Calvin collab. Well, apparently it was on Funkwave Bounce Volume 2 and Sam decided that they wanted to keep it for their album. Good. Which is how it ended up on it does Gloria, make sense. which it is sounds, the right move yeah. because that album was shit. Well, it sounds very... <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Like there was a JT Pharrell Halsey collab on there yeah, that, that lasted nothing. about a week on the radio. Dua Lipa, Young Thug, nothing. None of it worked. Ridiculous. Crazy. An uh, awful record. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So the Sam... Speaking the, of awful records. There's no, been a lot of... Well, the, look, and I think this is the thing. Regardless of your opinion on that on the album yeah. there's so much context to it that i think needs to be thought about in this way and i yeah. sometimes i struggle to judge art outside of the context of it all and i like yeah. to be critical based on the actual core of it all and, and there's definitely some songs on there that probably i don't know they're not not objectively excellent songs but this is an artist who's poured their heart out on music for a decade now and has always been hard on sleeve and earnest. And what they've done is turn that earnestness around to be a celebratory earnestness. They're earnestly celebrating their happiness and their joy and they're they're ready to put that joy out there because they've been writing miserable soppy ballads for eight years. Um, I also think there's this confusion around the dance sounds on their they started making dance music. Songs like Money On My Mind and yes. Restart from the first album. Latch. It, and Latch like, was the first yeah. track. Like. Yeah, I know. It's not surprising at all. But you know what, too? Like, I would rather have a five or six out of ten album that takes risks and some of them miss than a seven and a half out of ten album that plays it safe, you know? Yeah. And they're playing so many risks. Like, just when you think about everything into this era, like the first trans and non-binary number one in the US with Unholy. Like, 
that's a massive tick. And then you've got an artist who is dressing up in the most like glamorous, wild way and just challenging gender norms in such a confrontational, shocking way for the general public. And you know when this comes in, in 10 years, when another artist comes through doing something like this, it's not going to be the same response that Sam is getting right now. So yeah. they are breaking down doors for other people and taking a lot of hate for it. Like, honestly, an unreasonable amount of hate for what they're doing. There's been one really... There's been a couple of really frustrating elements of that. It's been the fat shaming and the fat phobia has been the fir- the, per- the first part of that yeah. because they're willing to celebrate their life as a, as a non-skinny person. Which comes from inside the queer community. Well, that's been lot. the really upsetting yeah. and frustrating thing for me is it's coming from from the particularly the cis white gay community and yeah. there was one really frustrating narrative the other day about the video for I'm not here to make friends that the outfits were tacky and they yeah. weren't high class enough they weren't highbrow enough that people need to realize that that's a privilege to be able to dress in a highbrow you know good fits kind of way this sort of yeah. way that the divas that have inspired Sam to be who they are now have had to fight to be able to dress in those kind of things. If Sam wants to dress in a ridiculous outfit that hardly even fits and have their dancers doing exactly the same thing, so be it. Go for it. Because that's what young queer people need is to know that they don't have to be saving up and and spending copious amounts of money on these fits from designers that aren't even affordable. Experiment. Use what's out there. It's more... I'm now getting on a sustainability rant, but... but Go up shopping. I think, well, it's like... Reuse your plastic bottles as a hat. Exactly. (laughs) Why not? It's just... uh, Their whole joy is so authentic and it's not wrapped up in this thing that we expect it to be wrapped up in which is this highbrow way of expressing yourself and this perfected yeah. kind of dance moves and it's not any of that it's yeah. them just expressing joy in the most authentic and real and 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 cheap way and yeah. that's good it's a good thing to be seeing that it's a good thing to have that as part of of of, of the media and I, there was this ridiculous twitter thread that i'll even i'll put this fucking video on there because i'm really annoyed about it <laughs> but it was it was talking about how we need to start you know um we need to start critiquing outfits more and we need to start critiquing the the looks of music videos more i was like no we really this is exactly the opposite of what we need to do. Yeah. We need to start letting more people be their true, full, creative self. And sometimes that doesn't come with the $10,000 price tag. Exactly. Although I think that that probably big fluffy pink 000. dress that Sam yeah. wears in the video is probably yeah. up. Probably I mean, up. I don't Ching. think I could go and find it at, <laughs> at Supreme or anything tomorrow, you know. <laughs> but I think like if if Joy is the is the end goal and that's it, which I really think that it is for Sam this era, then, like, who is anyone to criticise and why is everybody so offended by somebody... Because they're seeing way. what they wish they could do. Yeah. And and I understand it because that is part of the queer experience is seeing what you wish you were and yeah. seeing the whole joyous identity that you wish you could do without um, you know, and it comes from the it comes from muscly gays and it comes yeah. from fits fitness gays who are hiding so much of their discomfort that still exists and their internalized homophobia yeah. through pumping iron and yeah. through these kind of vapid experiences when Sam is out there not being this perfect exemplary non-binary person and just being literally everything that they are and people seeing that and 
I think, mourning the fact that they could never do that themselves. Absolutely. I understand it and I feel sorry for them, but I think we shouldn't be uh, rewarding those, those narratives against what Sam's trying to do. Totally. Amen. I mean, this has been the longest. I've been. I've I been mean, it's a good segue into Bop or Flop because our first Bop or Flop <laughs> is Sam Smith. I'm not here to make friends. Flop stars. Look, so here we are. We're going to pump them up and then yeah. go song shit. <laughs> just like the rest of the Calvin album, it's just not doing much. It's fine. It's a bit fun in the chorus. Yeah. But I think just, I just think expectations were so high after Unholy and I don't know if anything on this album has actually kind of matched it. But again, with the context, I don't want to be bringing Sam down at this moment and I don't think it's, it's, it's fair for us to be disparaging these songs because they're not of a certain sort of you know, uh, writing level and a, and a production level that I think yeah. we have expected so much from these sort of more hyper-pop based pop stars. Yeah, but I feel like you can find a balance between giving fair critique to an artist mm. and being just a bigot, a homophobe and yeah. fatphobe, you know? And saying that I'm not here to make friends is mid, which it is. It's mid. Is not criticizing someone's character you know that's my my personal yeah taste that i think that song is mid no and i, I also think agree that people that it's might mid. like it but i'm not here saying that sam shouldn't be going off in the video and like honestly the video is the most interesting part about it, it is. i'll say so I've, I've seen the video more than i've heard the song yeah and yeah i just don't think what anything are you doing watching it on mute <laughs> No, I was seeing. Well, I keep seeing like gifs of it, and like <laughs> clips pop up, gifs. and people critiquing it. And I'm like, Your daily giphy up. scroll. I get a few gifs pop up here and there still. Um, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> disagreeing with you that it is a mid track, and there's probably not anything else on that album that stands up to where Unholy set the bar. No. Um, and but that, people hate Unholy. Yeah, because it's polar. It's polarizing. It and is. That's probably the problem with the rest of the record. But I'd rather polarize. Yeah, the rest yeah. of the record is not polarizing. You're right. That's the problem. And what you said a little while ago about like I'd rather a four or five album that pushes boundaries than yeah. a, you know, a ten that doesn't. Um, I, didn't I don't. 10. Didn't say that part. But <laughs> <laughs> no, give me the ten. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it's a four or five album that pushes some boundaries, and I think pushes more boundaries in the narrative around it than it does in the actual music and the quality of the music. Yeah. So I think it's a yeah, I think overall, if we were to put all of that into a blender, it will come out mid-juice. Yeah. Mid-juice. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the pulp clogging the machine yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> a really watery. Really watery. I want no the pulp, nutrients. I want a pulpy, cloggy album. Really thick to delve my hands <laughs> That's what hands the Caroline Polachek album will probably be. It will be. It's quite fruity, some of the images. It actually. is fruity, very marina. Let's move on to Ava Max, who was the other album on Friday with Diamonds and Dance Floors. Diamonds and Dance Floors in every dream. This album rollout has been nothing short of an absolute shambles. A hot mess. I don't know if you know, but the vinyl got sent to fans back in October. It was October, was it? Yeah. So fans have had tracks for quite a while. However... It seems to have turned around because I think Ava was a bit of a reader or a joke online amongst many pop fans. She didn't really have the big fan base, but let me tell you that has turned around over the past week because this album, which is just 14 pure pop bangers that don't reinvent the wheel at all, have absolutely gotten everybody on side. And now Ava is the new pop queen 
I think, well, thanks to this album. I mean, let's even go back to what we are talking about with Sam, where we were like, you know, it's either you reinvent the wheel at a four yeah. or five level, or you deliver a really strong ten out This of is 10. a seven and a half Easily. strong pop record. Easily. You know? It's one of the seven it and a half. It doesn't do anything different. I think before, before this album, though, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, where we did see every song she put out, there was a new little fan base attaching itself. Yeah. And there was a new, really small but important group of fans who were going, yeah. hang on, this isn't just like a one hit. This isn't just a two yeah. hit. Um, and it's not going to be the same every time. I can see the influences. I can feel who this artist is. Yeah. And then the more and more that she released the more exciting it got. And I think it's interesting because I still don't think she's much of a personality pop star. I don't think there's much to her as a personality type. No, I would like to see some though. Maybe that's what next album's for. Maybe it's two albums of just delivering very, very good. Yeah, which she's done. Yeah, which she's absolutely done. Um, Ghost is the one we've got on here. Is that a bop or flop for you? It's an absolute bop for me. Yeah, Um, it's a bop for me too. You know, could have been done by AI, but... (laughs) This whole album <laughs> could have been done by AI absolutely. for sure. It's just like it's the blender analogy again. Give us absolutely no personality, just nah, straight none. up pop. But yeah. you know what? Nobody else is doing that. So, no. and I did see something interesting the other day, which I talked about briefly on um, on uh, <laughs> TikTok, that <laughs> niche um, platform TikTok, <laughs> that when she released Sweet But Psycho back in 2018, the entire top US top ten was hip hop. The only non-hip-hop act in the top 10 was Maroon 5 and it was Girls Like You featuring Cardi B. So she went full pop for her introduction as an artist in 2018 and it broke through. And she said in an interview something like it was kind of paved the way for the return of pop and she was mocked online for that. But when I actually thought about it, I was like, well... I guess she did. She yep. kind of she she warmed it up for radio for the Dewars and the weekends of the world to come through in 2020 with like pure pop sounds. And now we're at a time where she's on her second album where that is the mode right now for yep. everybody just to be doing these like bombastic pop anthems, you know. So yeah. give her her flowers. Well, and, and doing that pure disco pop thing, which we now know was a, a movement. Yeah. She started doing that very, very she early. Did. And before Don't Start Now was out, we had stuff like, um, what was the Abbey one? Um, Torn. 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 Yeah. Like Trailblazer. Yeah, absolutely. Trailblazer. The Killeroy. That's <laughs> a brand new song <laughs> from a brand new project. Can we find love again? Um, which, it's not a sound that I kind of expected to hear from him. It's Didn't this, you? It's like fast, plucky, kind of fun. A bit Mumford and Sons. Yeah. It's a terrible insult. No, I, I get what you that. mean. It's a lighter Mumford yeah. <laughs> and his sons. Um, yeah, this, what's it called again? Love Again. Love again. Yeah, I, I'm really, really, I, I was worried. God damn, you got, got me, me in love, love again. Do, 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 do. Um, I was getting a bit bored, to be honest, with Leroy. I think where everything went after Stay, where it went back to sad well he had thousand miles Mm. um which was a hit but i still personally don't really love that song i still think it's very drab i can't even remember how it goes to be honest thousand miles away this one seems more in your face even though it's a ballad which is and he sounds great on it i think too he's got a great voice and i think we need to realize that a bit more he has a really good voice really good voice i'm gonna give it a bop 
Yeah, it's a bop from me as well. Um, and yeah, this this record that he's working towards, and he's just announced a massive tour as well um, with Jeremy Zucker across the US. Oh. So, which is a very interesting combination of humans. Um, yeah, just I think I've, I've been very intrigued to see where this artist is going to go after Stay. Yeah. I, w- I was like, all right, you've really kind of reached the pinnacle here. Where do we sort of go from here? And it doesn't feel like he's fizzled at all. It no. feels like it's really kind of driven into a new direction, doubled down on the fan base that he was already building, and I think that's yeah. really impressive. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's move on. Rita Ora, You Only Love Me. Rita's big return. She's married. I know. Are we calling it a big return, though, sonically and musically? No. It's shit. It's just the same. It's literally the same. The same. Um, it could have come out six years ago, and yeah. it wouldn't have even been fresh then. I think we've had enough of same shit new Rita for the last few. But outcomes. she's always going to give that. Like if you're waiting for something really fresh from Rita. But stuff like anywhere was a very That's fresh true. feel. That's true. There wasn't much going on. Like even go back to the Ava Max thoughts. That was 2017-ish that Anywhere was out. Yeah. And there wasn't anything like that on the radio that no, was that. It was sort of the tail end of that bleep boop pop <laughs> era. And hip-hop was well and truly coming back into the fold. And yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. I'm going to say flop. Let's just move on. It's too boring to talk about. <laughs> um, Pink, trustful. I mean... You love this one. I love you? this song. <laughs> I absolutely love this song. And you know... Even now that our silent producer has alerted you to the fact it's Trust Fun Baby. I'm a Trust Fun Baby. (laughs) Seriously, one of you you idiots that does drag or something has to do some sort of Trust Fun Baby remix of that reworking (laughs) of it. Um, No, you know what? I, I think this is... I, I think it's a really, really good song. It's obviously got Fred again and Johnny from Snow Patrol co-write on it, one of yeah. the great th- trios. Um, and, and Fred's done the production. And really thinking about it, you know, the three singles we've had from this album have all sounded completely different from each other, yeah. but have all been very, very strong in what they're trying to do. Yeah. And I reckon there's definitely a bit of corn to the first two, to Irrelevant. A bit of what? Corn, cheese. Oh, you know, to, to Irrelevant. And, and, of course, Relevant was talking to a very important point. Um, but I think it's just the pink factor does attract some corn to it sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Never Gonna Not Dance Again was just JT. Can't stop the feeling. But for soccer totally. mums. But yeah. Like, the actual mums. Um, but when you really think about it, they were both very, very good pop songs. Yeah. And then you've got this, which is going into a completely different kind of sonic space, almost picking up where What About Us left off, but just going a bit heavier. It's almost like, you know, that plus Can We Pretend. That's true, it is. Bit, yeah. It, it's right. not a space that's particularly surprising to hear her in, I suppose. But it also is a much heavier dance beat than we're used to from her, which yeah. is the Fred influence, which I really like. Because often when Fred produces pop songs, he doesn't go as um, into that really dancey territory that he does with his Fred Again work. Um, but on this one, he really lets fly with it, which I think is cool. Yeah, I think it, it's a trustful. It's a trustful into Fred's arms from her and vice versa. <laughs> it's a bop from me. It's a bop from me as well. And I think also just on the way that it's sort of, I think he's got the subtlety of it so perfect, where there is such a strong electronic feel to it. And those drums are so electronic, but it's not particularly ba- bangers a clock. It's, it's yeah. just got that subtlety kind of perfect yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Rosalia, Lie Like You Love oh, Me. Oh, I mean... She's just doing 
everything right oh, at you. the moment. Oh my god! No, 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 no. I'm I'm really. I on can board. actually physically hurt you. Now. I know. Um, face I to know. Face. <laughs> that's oh, that's another worry. <laughs> Strangling distance. Of course, we'd never do that. Um, no, I I'm really I really really like this song. I think it's just the right amount of fun that I need from her at yeah. the moment. I think I'm now. I think almost since Moto Mummy, I'm, I'm associating her with fun. And, you know, I've heard yeah. the sadness from her, those beautiful kind of yearning sounds from her, but I'm really enjoying the fun side yeah. of her at the moment because she's really This is fun. super fun. Yeah. It's summary. It's the most commercial thing she's ever made. Yep. Obviously, the chorus is in English, which could grab her some more radio Yep. play here uh, maybe not here in Australia but the US it's funny talking about Australia because when um, the Spotify rap of uh, we might have touched on this when we talked about the Spotify rap of, of 2022 and Bad Bunny being the number one artist in the world yeah. I think Jay Balvin near up there as well for multiple years yeah. um, thinking about the way that sort of Latin music has, has hit into Australia, it's a totally different story to the US. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's obvious geographical reasons for that as well, but the sounds and the feelings of what is coming out of Latin America is just so impressive and yeah. and sort of, when we especially when we get to a song like this, where it's sort of incorporating some of those more, you know, English elements, um, I, I think there is room for a couple of, of artists like that on Australian radio. I yeah. really do. It's going to be a long road. But it's going to be a long road, but someone's yeah. got to break it through it. And uh, like we've just, the radio in Australia has just started playing Scissor. And yeah. that feels so that unique to be playing. I <laughs> a long <laughs> fucking time. But there's always room when someone's doing undeniable things, there's always room for them on the radio. And that's how radio sounds move forward a little bit or at least adjust yeah. for a short period of time. And I think a song like this absolutely could land. And even if it doesn't, it's still fucking excellent, Rosalia. Yeah, bop. Absolute bop. Okay, uh, Zara Larson. Oh. I can't tame her. Your gal, Zara. You'll just give me a, give me a moment here. She... She's always been very, very good at returning with a bit of a moment. Yeah. Love Me Land from the last era was, was was a moment. It may not have been the song that it needed to be, but it was at least a moment. Oh, and Love it was Me sort Land of a, is so good. And this it's is one the thing. Of it's best. aged really, really, really well yeah. as well. But I even remember back to early when I was a, a, a super fan early on when um, – Ain't My Fault came out. I still remember where yeah. I was when I first heard and saw that video. Oh, wow. Jeez. I was, I was in bed. Red Rooster. <laughs> no, I was in bed. So I've thought. Getting some chippies. Extra salt. Um, I was literally in bed. And I just remember that it was coming out at 12.01. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And oh, I wow, remember what, a story. what a beautiful story. It's gorgeous, it it? brings a tear to my bed, eye. Bed my <laughs> <laughs> just punched Sam IRL. Um, no, I'm really like there are there have been moments with Zara that just feel iconic, and this to me feels like a real special moment for her. I think the video is excellent. I think it's it's the right level of camp and confidence and powerful. And, and I think there's a power in this song. There's a power in the lyrics. There's a power in the performance. Um, and it's you know it starts off feeling a little bit blinding lights cross I'm so excited almost perfect you know mash between the two but I think the yeah. way that she takes the verses and and takes the chorus I think turned it into something really unique and and really cool and and quite defining for her. Yeah, 
I'm just going to leave it with you having your thoughts on it because no, you, you have know to give your my thoughts. thoughts on it. I do. They're on TikTok at length. <laughs> but repeat them for people who don't have your TikTok. I just feel like it's, this sounds a bit dated and I still want her to really step into her own charisma on song because I think every all the other boxes are ticked. Yeah. But I don't think it's particularly bad. I'm just not overly excited yeah. about it. So yeah. um, moving on finally before we... Hop on over to Flop Stars. Well, you're not going to get Flop Stars straight after no, this. You'll get, you'll it, get next it next week. week so We're recording it straight after. You're not have get it some next patience week. for reasons. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> rule must be nice. I was saying this over the weekend because Triple J's Hottest 100 happened, which for our non-Australian listeners is um, known not as worth the your time. <laughs> it's known as the world's biggest musical democracy. Oh it's my vote- God. No, well, it's voted for by three million people, and everyone chooses their favourite songs of the year, and they go into a list, and then it's played out on a particular Saturday in in January, and it's a very big cultural kind of the moment. Rules are you're actually your favourite song by a white man. I don't think you're allowed that's to correct. for anybody else. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, so the winner this year was Flume uh, yeah. with his song Stay, Say Nothing. Um, but Rule was in there with Growing Up Is, which came out pretty much bang on this time last year. I think it was the first couple of weeks of January. Yeah. And when I heard that, I went, right, this is the moment. Yeah. This is where he goes nuclear. This is where he gets his first Billboard Top 10. Leroy had kind of set the path up, I think, and had been that sort of young Australian man that's managed to sort of start to break through the US. And this had a kind of similar feeling to it. It was an honest coming-of-age anthem. It it felt like it was going to happen, and then it just didn't. And this is the problem we've run into, and I think I've said this on the last song as well, that this is the problem we keep running into with Rule. He just can't find that song, and this is not that song. This is great for the fans but it's not that song that's going to break him through. And I think then need, we need to get to that song at some point. I think it could work, honestly. I think a nice little swear word in the chorus always works. His voice is phenomenal. I think a ballad could, could work for him on TikTok maybe. Yeah. So I, don't, I wouldn't write it off just yet. There's a reason why they've launched this song with the album. Maybe because the album's got shit songs on it, but <laughs> I'm hopeful of the album, and I think you know he's a, he's a very good performer, and he's surrounded by some really strong writers and really strong creative collaborators who've been with him since he was 13, 14. Yeah. Um, and I think th- th- I think the album's definitely going to be a very good listen. Um, yeah. I just really hope they can find that hit. And if it's this, and I'm wrong, I I welcome that because I think he's a really good artist. Yeah. And he's a really interesting and exciting artist. So you're going flop. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm going bot. Good bit of disagreement, I'm bit really of discourse happy. to end on. Well, because there's before. been so much happen in the last couple of months. There's just been so many pop moments happening. There has been. We've missed a lot We've by being away. We should never take a break. No, I've always agreed with that. Yeah. I've always said that. Um, if you like the pop in, make sure you share it around with people who also like current pop music conversations. And if you don't like it and you like the other one, then share that around too. Um, What's also, the other one? Like the main podcast. The other po- oh, the main I podcast, thought you meant... Yeah. Um, no, 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 don't, don't share that. I don't need it. Um, make sure you <laughs> give us a review um, and jump over. We're back in full swing with the podcast very, very shortly. Um, yeah. We have the best season. We have an amazing season. We had quite a car soundtrack yesterday listening to the albums that we're doing. Yeah. 
quite a sing-along. There's a couple of very divisive ones on there. There's artists we've never done before. Yeah. Um, there's our token man of the season coming up as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> Maybe the best man we've done. Yes. Plus, we should also let everyone know there will be this season. We've done I six seasons. Say that. Yeah, we don't have a single person like anyone in. But <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm going to beep that. <laughs> <laughs> um, happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you very soon. See you soon. Ciao. Bye. Flop stars. <laughs> <laughs>